We made it. Yes. Haley Ka- made it. Haley made it. <laughs> we made it. Kyle Tosk is back, and the place is not burned to the ground. The oh show is still going strong, and uh, we got through winter break. So now my wife can have a baby, and I can leave, and you guys will be fine. And we uh, were able to still hold it steady. We did our job, didn't we? We did. I told you I guys. I know that's what we're paid for, but well, right, we, right, we right. wondered. I think Kyle probably wondered more than anybody if oh. we could hold up without him, but I he's back Juan, and we're good. Juan did a show without you here once, he did. so that really yeah. one for one. impressive. I want to I want to be entered into the Hall of Fame one day where they say, you know, he was one for one and retired <laughs> on the show. I did it, and I've got Kyle up now on the uh, YouTube audio so everybody can see audio, whatever it is. Video. Video. Thank yeah. you. Video killed the radio star. So I've got uh, Kyle up so you can see his pretty face. Had his wisdom teeth out while he was gone. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That well, is well, definitely wasn't the highlight oh. of the break. But. Oh. Does everybody have to do that? Did you do that, Derek? I, I did. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do we have those? Don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the obvious question that maybe the good Lord could answer one day. Like, I have, a, I have a few questions for him. You know, I've told you before, why is Tony Romo great? Why was he a great quarterback and a scratch golfer? How about give me one of those abilities? And I've, and I've then got made a list. more millions in the booth than he did right on the field. Yeah. So I've got questions for the good Lord, but one of them, I guess, I need to add. Sounds is, like complaints more than questions. Well, right, right. Well, you know, I mean, he made me into a question guy, so I've got to ask: <laughs> Why do we have wisdom teeth? It's <laughs> interesting. Well, we can't question the good Lord, so we will go that to the Tapman Sewing <laughs> phone line and question Luke Goody. Uh, it's our Weekly segment with the Atlanta Sharpshooter. This segment brought to you by some great sponsors, Dogtown, Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend, First Federal Savings Bank, Local and Trusted, and by Max Twin City Twin City Recycling. Luke Goody, how you doing? Thanks for joining the show, man. What's up, guys? How you doing? Have doing you had good. your wisdom teeth out? I have, yes. Okay. <laughs> Again, why do we have them? I, I don't know. I don't get it, buddy. Weird. Hey, you came out on fire in that game. How did that feel early? It was, it was, it was good. It was good to get going uh, at the beginning of the game. Got some good looks and was able to knock him down early. Ultimately, you guys fall short against the Terps, 76-67. I know we talked to you after the game as well, but just as you've had some time to, to think about it and, and maybe even go through some film review and whatnot, what kind of sticks out about what led into that as far as a – a disappointing result against Maryland at home on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, the good thing about an early game on Sunday is that I could rewatch the game a couple times after. So I got back uh, after the game and rewatched the whole thing. And um, we honestly just couldn't hit a shot in the second half. It really, that's what it really comes down to. I mean, we had tip in looks, we had layups, we had missed layups. I mean, a whole, a whole bunch of things. And, you know, Credit to Maryland. I had I had post game media, so I know you were there mm-hmm. um, talking, asking questions, and heard it all. But um, I mean, it's really what it is. It's just we we just didn't play tough enough. I mean, they Julian Reese was able to get get the ball deep in the paint, and uh, Demir Young didn't miss a shot all night. So um, when that's going on, you, you got to find a way to stop it and score. And we just there was a lid on the rim. It felt like in the second half. What's that like? sometimes as a shooter or I know it obviously wasn't wasn't even just you there were guys you know Quincy going to the rim and 
uh, not being able to finish or, you know, Justin had a tough day as well. I, I remember, you know, I, I'd never played it as high of a level as you have, Luke, but in high school sometimes you're like hot in warm-ups. Right. You're like, oh, no, I just made all my makes, and now I'm going to go into the game and miss. Or you just like <laughs> you're cold as ice, and then you might for surprisingly make something in the game. Like how does that dynamic work for you? It's it, it just is part of basketball, isn't it, sometimes? Yeah, it is. Um, you know, I don't really think about too much if I make or miss in, uh, in warm-ups. Uh, you know, that doesn't really, to me, determine kind of how I'm going to play, uh, you know. Hopefully I don't miss the warm-ups, you know, and then I feel really confident going right. into the game. But, um, you know, once you get into the game, it's just kind of like the flow of the game. It's hard to say. It's almost like an unwritten or an unspoken thing in basketball. It's like, you know, if your teammates are hitting shots and you you feel more confident and, you know, maybe you don't get going until your teammate hits another shot or something like that. And, um, you know, unfortunately this game, we just we just couldn't really get the get the uh, the the hoop, the, the buckets going in the second half, you know. I mean, we were missing uncharacteristic layups, and, you know, I have to be better as a shooter. I can't start three for three and then go 0 for four um, in the rest of the game So from three-point line. So I think it's just a multitude of things, but, you know, it, sometimes it's just tough to get going, and that's kind of what happened, unfortunately, in the second half against Maryland. Luke, it seemed like – I know you, like you just mentioned, had four more shots, but it seemed like there was a stretch there where you didn't have many. What was Maryland doing – in terms of after you went three for three, I assume they were really identifying you on the defensive end. Yeah, for sure. You know, I got two of the three threes um, right away in transition. So I was able to get open shots in transition and uh, good looks. And then after that, you know, they, they didn't leave me at all. It was kind of funny. Their their big guy, uh, Julian Reese, got, was guarding me in the second half. And he said, the coach has told me not to leave you and not to let you get a shot. So he had a hand on me the whole possession. <laughs> So you had the 6'10", 6'11", center not leaving me on the perimeter. He got switched on to me or something. And, you know, that's kind of how it's been recently, honestly, which is it's a, it's a good thing for my teammates um, because it means that they have more space. And, you know, it's just kind of a testament to the way that I've been shooting the ball. Um, you know, almost every game we played since, since I've been starting, the players haven't left me. You know, you have teams that tag like right. Northwestern that their low guy, their low tag was staying on me the whole time. And, you know, that's just kind of the way that it's, it's been now that I've been playing more and getting more looks, um, more time to shoot the ball and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that was just kind of the, the difference in the second half. You know, they didn't really leave me um, in the post traps. They didn't they didn't help off of me. So, uh, you know, credit to them. They made adjustments, and I, I just didn't get as many looks in the second half. I want to ask you about that and the difficulty of finding a shot and what you can do to do that. But real quick, I want to ask on that second one in transition, did you even know Garrier was down the court? I mean, were you just like, uh-uh, this is going up from the – as soon as I touch it, baby. <laughs> yeah, no, I was I was running, and I was running pretty fast. I don't usually run that fast, so I had to reward myself. So I caught the ball, and I was like, yeah, hit the heat check already. So I just sat in. You know, it went in, so it was good. I loved it. What can you do? I know that it's it's difficult when a team decides, and, and listen, Illinois does it a ton with regards to other players on other teams in terms of just clamping down. What are some of the things you have to do to try to get open and get a shot? Or is it just, I mean, it's just go with the flow of the offense and and and, and just hope that at one point you're able to spot free and go? Yeah, I mean, it's it, it's kind of you, – you have to use your – you know, how they're guarding you in a way that impacts your teammates in a positive way. I'd say I need to um, – I'm definitely becoming a screener more, uh, more than usual, especially 
you know, being a, a two kind of in the two guard position that I'm playing in the offense right now, it's it's not something that we usually have our twos do, you know. Um, so I, I've been started on the block, come up and setting screens. That helps a lot. Getting mismatches, stuff like that, and then just trying to move a lot without the ball and be a good spacer, you know. When there's so much space on me, there's so much, uh, you know, um, importance on me not shooting threes um, from the defensive side of the ball. It, it opens up a lot for my teammates. You know, you got Coleman taking pop threes instead of the guy helping and being able to contest his shot. They have to stay in the corner, or you know, when Marcus is has the ball in the post or Quincy's driving. You know, there's not there's not as much hope as there was before. So um, that opens up them a lot, and you know, just using my spacing abilities to do that, I think, is big for our offense. Lou Goody is our guest on the Tabman's Towing phone line. We talked earlier about the offensive struggles and, and just balls not going down. But on, on the defensive end, it seemed like middle of the second, middle of the first half, into the second half, it, it became tougher for you guys to get stops. I know that early in the second half, Brad calls a timeout, and, and you can speak to this more than I would, but just as someone that's been at all the games, it seemed like that was maybe as, as mad as Brad's been in-game as he's been all season. Is that something that you would agree with? It was – it was a heated uh, huddle, it seemed like. Yeah, definitely. Um, one of his biggest things as a coach is, you know, the ball's not going to fall in, in some games, and that's when it goes to turns the defense. And defense can be there every single day. You don't have to depend on, you know, the ball going in the hoop. I mean, a little bit, but it, you know what I'm saying. Like, defense, defense can be there every day no matter what. It just takes effort and the will to play defense. And that was kind of his his thing in the huddle throughout the whole game is the ball's not falling, so we got to stop him on the defensive end. And, you know, he's, he said that since day one that I've gotten here as a freshman, and that's kind of been his M.O. Um, the whole time, the whole time I've been here is, you know, you can control defense. He, he says you can't you can't control, you know, whether the ball goes in the hoop or not some days. And, you know, it didn't last game, and we, we just needed to get stopped. So that was kind of the whole thing of him of him uh, kind of expressing his, his feelings that way on the court. I know everyone tries to rationalize a loss, you know, on the outside. They're, they're saying, okay, it was this leading to a down performance. So I'll I'll throw a couple at you, and you tell me if they're valid or not in any way. Like as far as some might say, hey, this team was just due for a, a down game or not playing their best. Uh, some would say, hey, maybe they started feeling a little too good about themselves and, and it hurt a lot of accolades thrown at them. You know, hey, they were supposed to be down after Terrence, but – uh, and then they weren't, and, and people said, okay, this could still be a Big Ten title team without him and whatnot. And on that note, even Brad mentioned, you know, Friday might have been a disjointed day for you guys in preparation, and I know that that was when uh, a handful of you guys went over to, to Springfield to support TJ. So was that a distraction? Is that something that it has been something you guys have had to, to weather through? So, uh, and again, I'm not asking you to make excuses or anything. I, I just throw it back to you, Luke. Is Is there any validity to any of that or, or how do you how do you see that yeah you know after games like that people can make a lot of excuses um and stuff like that and they can rationalize it but i mean at the end of the day we're on the court every day to perform at our highest and our best and we don't think that way you know we don't after a loss we don't look at okay well you know we had uh, a long day friday or mm-hmm. you know we were due for a loss it's, it's not like that at all you know we're out there to compete and win every single game it's honestly we let ourselves down and you know we feel that and it's like that i mean it'll be like that today at practice like it'll be it'll be you know one of those practices that hey we lost last game and now we're on the road this is this is serious like we got to we got to get going we can't afford another loss like that so 
um, you know, the excuses and the feeling, you know, sympathy for ourselves. And, you know, it, that's not really what this team does. You know, I, I, everybody's been in the gym since we lost and working out and doing all the things that we need to do to keep progressing. So, you know, we don't really look for any sweet spots after a loss. Um, you know, maybe Purdue a little bit because, you know, it's the number one team in the country on the road, lost by five, fought really hard. And, you know, there really wasn't a, you know, a spot in that game where we were kind of uh, just not us. But I think in a game like Maryland where obviously we don't play to our expectations, I think, you know, you look back at the game and you think to yourself, we can't do that again. We have to be better than that. We we can't be a, the team that we want to be and have games like that. So that's kind of um, our mindset after after something like that. Look, before we move on, and we are going to as we look forward at what happens after Maryland, but I want to ask you that there were some – Ruffled feathers in the handshake line after mm. the game. Did did you see anything that or hear anything that led to that or after the fact? What did you see with, with kind of what happened in that that instance? If you did see anything, yeah, I mean, I was right there. I was right there in the line. Actually, the handshake line. Um, you know, I don't think it's anything more deep than you know somebody being competitive and somebody else on another team being competitive, and you know, just the competition is so in light. You know, they came in here and busted our our butts and uh you know went through the handshake line and there's just some hard feelings after the game and that's just competition you know there's no no physical altercation um there's just two guys going at it that are both competitive and you know both have a spirit to win so i think you know a lot of people on social media will go on there and say immaturity and all these things and i mean it is what it is it's just competition if those same people listen to you know the players talk to each other throughout the whole game and the players talking to the coaches then you know, they they would understand it more. It's just kind of kind of how this stuff goes. You know, you see people get into altercations all the time in the handshake lines. You know, Michigan, Wisconsin, and stuff like that. And um, you know, luckily it didn't turn into anything physical or anything like that. But at the end of the day, it's competition. You know, people put all the time in their lives into into these games. And you know, at the end of the day, there's a winner and a loser. And sometimes people aren't happy. So that's what happens. I've been doing this way too long, and I can tell you that 99 out of 100 guys would have been like, I didn't really see much in the line. So I appreciate your honesty, Luke. That was a great answer to that. I have one more on Maryland. Does it, is it, make it worse to lose at home? Like if you, I know, I know a loss is a loss, but when you lose on your home court, does that sting even more? Yeah, it does. 100%, because it's really hard to win on the road in the Big Ten. And that's just the reality of it, you know. We call it um, we call road wins a bar of gold, and that's kind of our our thing that we do. And we have to see how many bars of gold we can stack up at the end of the season. So um, it's really hard to win on the road. I mean, it's hard to win at all in the Big Ten. Sure. you know, just as um, a down year in the Big Ten, as some people would say, as I've heard people say, you know, not as many projected teams supposed to be in the tournament, but it's still the Big Ten at the end of the day. I mean, you got guys that'll go. I mean, ninety percent of guys that play significant minutes in this league would play significant minutes in any league in the country so um you know it's a good league and you know even teams like maryland who aren't at the top of the league uh before they came in and played us they're capable of beating anybody so uh you know definitely those home losses sting sting a little bit more than the road losses and um that's why we got to go get a road win against michigan a few more minutes with luke goody on the tapman's towing phone line you have practice today i would imagine i wouldn't want to be there um is is this team a pretty easily focused team in other words it's it, you guys will be able to move on and let's get our sits, our sights set on Michigan. Yeah, this is a super mature team. Everybody talks about the age and 
the maturity and uh, years of experience of this team, and that's that's really what it is. You know, we're going to break down film today from the Maryland game a little bit more in depth and go into Michigan and be ready to go. And today's practice should be good. We'll get a lot done. Um, definitely prepare prepare like we need to prepare for the game. So I'm looking forward to, to getting through today's practice and tomorrow's practice and uh, performing against Michigan. Before we let you go, Luke, just thoughts overall about going to Ann Arbor coming up on Thursday. I know that some of the faces have changed, obviously, sure. versus last year. Hunter no longer there. Jet Howard leaves after a year. But uh, Doug McDaniel, who's playing in home games, is, is Played still well there last game. And, and did. They were able to beat the Buckeyes. Uh, obviously, uh, Olivier... And Kamwa, uh, going over from Tennessee, is, is another talented player too. So I know you're going to dig probably deeper into the Wolverines and today and, and moving forward, but just kind of uh, initial thoughts on what that matchup will look like. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really good. They got size. They start too basically big. You know, and Kamwa's a pretty versatile big, but he's a big dude. And they got some good guards. Doug McDaniel, you know, he's playing at home, so he, he helps them a lot big time and Terrence Williams is a, is a good shooter, and Amari Burnett can shoot the ball, good defenders. So they got players, man. It's uh, you know another team you can't take for granted. You're going to look at their record and think, you know, it's going to be easy going there, walk in there, and come out with the win. But the reality is, is I mean, they're a good team. They just beat a good Ohio State team at home, and they've been playing good. Their offense is really, really good. So we just got to be prepared and um, prepare for them like we're playing Purdue on the road. Lou Goody, we appreciate your time as Great always, stop. man. Best of luck getting back on track against the Wolverines in Ann Arbor, and we'll talk to you next week as well. Yes, sir. Appreciate you guys. That is Lou Goody. This segment brought to you by Dogtown Heating, Air, and Plumbing, your home's best friend, First Federal Savings Bank, local and trusted, and by Max Twin City Recycling. It didn't happen to me often where I made a couple of shots and the other team then focused on me. That was a very – like nobody came into a game focusing on me, but – it is frustrating when you are on the offensive end and you've got a guy right in your uniform. And mm. like you can you can hear him breathing. And you're just like, dude, get away from me, right? And <laughs> I mean, it's tough. And you talk about, I mean, Luke is a physical kid. He's he's an athletic kid for sure, but you're you got guys guarding you, like he mentioned, Julian Reese is like six eleven or whatever and can move. I mean, we give Coleman a lot of credit for how he can guard guards, you know, or cover guards if you want if you will, but Reese, Julian Reese is the same way. And, and, you know, we'd all love to be six, seven. It'd be cool to see that height for a while, but then can you imagine then trying to shoot over a guy that's six, 11, seven foot that has, you know, an arm reach of another five feet or whatever. And it's like, holy cow, but that's tough when that happens. And it's hard to, 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 to fight through that. It's hard to, and you know, you, you gotta, like he said, he became more of a screener, Whereas, you know, I, like I grew up with Steve Alford watching him at Indiana and, you know, in, Bob Knight would set 50 screens every set for him and he would run a mile and then get a shot and make it every time. And it's like unreal. So it's one of those where I would love to see them when you get a guy hot like Lou Goody early, I'd love to see more action trying to get him shots. And maybe they do that. Maybe that's what's occurring, but it's hard when guys are this athletic and this talented and, and Derek, this strong to be able to then make your way to a spot where you feel comfortable to where you can take the next shot. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, Julian Reese being 6'9", and it's a credit to Luke that he is a focus of a defense Hell, I had like him that. at 7 foot. He's 6'9". Yeah. That's my bad. I mean, well, Julian, with the, with the reach. <laughs> right, yeah, right. It's, it's going to be tough <laughs> uh, as well. So, 
I know that's part of Illinois' offense is like getting those matchups that draw double teams and make you go try to help on Marcus Damask or make you try to just gravitate towards the paint and that opens up shooters. But uh, it can work the other way too. If you sure. have shot makers like a Lou Goody on the outside that you don't leave, that's more room in the paint for somebody to drive and for those driving lanes to be presented because you don't have guys clogging up the lane. And uh, so I think that's obviously something that works both ways. But ultimately, Maryland had good positional size. That's they one did. thing you can say about uh, even though it's not been a great year for them is that they've, they've got size, they've got athleticism. They, of course, have a guard like Young that can get going. And mm. uh, then Reese did what he did inside as well. So, uh, yeah, I know that it's, it's always amazing. You know, J.J. Redick was another guy that right. would run off of a bunch of screens. And it was just a nightmare trying to chase him. Through those actions, Alford, I, I've seen the clips of the, of the Indiana stuff as well, and uh, it's difficult when you put guys in that situation. But uh, I think that as far as Luke goes, it was great to see him get going like that. And it, it just was unfortunate that Illinois really started hot. Yes. And they've they've done that a lot this year where they've come out. You know, Maybe in November we were talking about, oh, slow starts again. This is carrying over from last year. But – of late, really December and on, it's it's been a situation where I, I haven't questioned their intensity, haven't mm -mm. questioned their uh, – I, mean, I know the Purdue game, they got smacked in the mouth immediately. <laughs> right. But uh, they've been productive out of the blocks, but it was a situation where halfway through that first half, they go cold and Maryland's getting shots that they want and making them, and then they couldn't just find their footing and, and close that thing out. So uh, a disappointing loss for sure, but – you got to move on. You got to respond, and can't have this stack up into another loss at Michigan. I, I don't necessarily think that this is going to be an easy game in no, Ann Arbor, I agree. even though Illinois, in my opinion, should win. Well, Michigan's playing well. That Ohio State game yesterday, I watched that last night, and they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. And I made the comment maybe a week ago that when I watch Michigan, it looks like a bunch of disjointed parts, and. For somehow, some way, they have become jointed a little bit, and they looked good. And you said it, Atumwa is really good. I don't know how you get Atumwa from how he spells his name. I'm still, I still oh, uh, Kamwa. I always Kamwa. The, so Did I say Atumwa? Who's Atumwa? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He's probably some kid that I covered at SIU years ago. Yeah, he, that guy from yeah, Tennessee. Kamwa. He is. But the N is in front. I always say in Kamwa, but then Kyle <laughs> reminds me that it's Kamwa. So, uh, I, yeah, anyways. Kyle looked right at me and he goes, yeah, Lon's right back to in par. Tomwa. He's right on his game with regards to names. But that kid is really good. He was yeah, great last season in the NCAA tournament. Against that's, Duke, yeah. That's a big loss for Tennessee. Considering how good they are this season – that's a big loss for the portal for him, but he is certainly a guy that you got to focus on. The other kid that I really like on that team is Terrence Williams, and we can talk a little bit about that. But you talk about a pure shooter like Luke Goody. He doesn't shoot enough, if you ask me. And when he does shoot, he is very efficient. So he's a guy you've got to, at all times, know where he's at on that end of the court. The other thing I did was interrupt you when you were going to talk about our great Luke Goody sponsors because I know that we appreciate them every week for helping bring Luke Goody on yeah yeah Dogtown Heating Air and Plumbing home's best friend First Federal Savings Bank local and trusted Max Twin City Recycling got to give them shout outs for making that happen they were part of the effort to get 
Luke Altmeyer on and helping us out with Luke Goody as well. That's awesome. Good stuff. But yeah, on the note of Terrence Williams, he's shooting 45% from three this year. Oh. He was only at 25% last year. So a guy that's made a huge jump with his efficiency as a three-point shooter. Namari Burnett, we know, can get going. He had a number of threes when they they won that St. John's game, right? Uh, yeah, they blew him yeah, out. Yeah, blew him out. And he had maybe 20, all maybe all 21 of his points in that first half. But uh, prior to the Ohio State game, Michigan had lost five in a row. Wow. I don't know that Amari Burnett has ever beaten us, nor has Juwan Howard, and I'm okay with that. I don't think Namari Burnett's played Illinois. He did spurn them in recruiting. Maybe that's what but, I'm But uh, Juwan Howard has not beaten okay. Illinois. Okay. I couldn't remember if Burnett was on that team last year. And if you listen to Gus Johnson uh, – Juwan Howard's on the way to the NBA, so okay. well. his chances are, are running out in terms of beating the Illini. I think either way, he's on his way out of Ann Arbor. I would say for different reasons, but yeah, they, they had Jalen Rose on the broadcast. They had like the whole Fab, <laughs> the five whole Fab, yeah, the whole. Crew and then they there. brought Jalen Rose on, and he it was ten minutes of him saying, "Oh, the program is in a great place with mm. Juwan running it right now." I didn't get a chance to watch that game, but I saw people going off about it on Twitter. And this is I'm, terrible. I'm glad I missed it. I was watching it last night, and they bring Rose on, and I fast-forwarded like 10 minutes. And I texted uh, Lucas, and I said, yeah, they just brought Jalen Rose on, and I just went 10 minutes without watching. So I'm going to have to check the stats on ESPN instead of – because I sit there and, like, keep the stats. As, it gives me something to do. You know, what else? Otherwise, I'm in bed at 7. So I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just like, nope. I'm not listening to Jalen Rose. I'm not. I'm just seeing Jimmy King and those guys. I mean, if 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 everything wouldn't have happened with that, with with regards to the recruiting and all that, and them losing a banner and everything, they were so fun to watch. I mean, they were incredible to watch that team. With why can't I think of the real uh, the stud, that, Chris Weber, Chris Weber that called the timeout, but. I mean, they were incredible how they brought a style into the Big Ten that just really elevated, I think, the Big Ten even from where it was to, to then. But just with everything that happened after that, and I'm, you're, I'm just like, I just don't need to hear him talk. I just don't. Nothing personal to Jalen. It's just more of that era of Michigan basketball. Which obviously they brought back with Juwan being the coach. Sure. And Chris Weber still, I don't believe, has gone back to Ann Arbor, has he? I don't. He or gone to a Michigan game. Has he was he? there yesterday. He was? Yeah. Oh, hey. All five of them. Wow. So, yeah, maybe. Maybe uh, Juwan is able to bridge that gap. Probably. People have wondered if if you do get rid of Juwan, <laughs> do, you, uh, do you have Brian Dutcher come from San Diego State? He was oh. just in the uh, national title game last oh, year. Wow. I, I don't know that. They would do that, but Michigan can get a lot of coaches, can't they? I would probably, yeah, I would probably aim higher if I was them. Okay. But I, I understand the intrigue after he's done a really good job at it, SDSU. I don't just don't know if that would be a uh, great hire for them yeah. or not. Sean said, "I'm sure Michigan's glad this is a home game so Burnett can play." He just did Alante. It's actually Doug McDaniel. Yeah. So Sean, now you know how it feels. Um, <laughs> I. And Sal said, I think Atumwa is a town in Iowa. It is. You know, there's a pitcher that pitched for the Cardinals, um, and I'll think of his name at the break, that's from Atumwa, Iowa. Cal Eldred. That's it. Is that right? Cal Eldred, I'm pretty sure, is from Atumwa, Iowa. That's where I got. Instead of Mbaka. No, no. Now I'm saying Minnesota players. Mbaka. How do you oh, say it? Oh, that's Indiana. Oh, there's Mbako oh, for Indiana. Mbakwe. Trevor oh, right. Mbakwe. Trevor Mbakwe. Minnesota. Where's Tay? Like, or Piper? I don't know. 
Tosk is even one of those I'd get wrong probably. It's backup quarterback for the uh, Bucks. <laughs> did, did Tampa win that game last night? Uh, convincingly. I, uh, I was kidding. I yeah. want to talk some NFL as we go okay. along. We are going to have to get Kyle's take on the Dolphins. Ooh. Weather. Uh, well, it was more than just that. <laughs> I'd love if that was the only excuse, but... It was were the, were the Buffalo Bills fans throwing snowballs at the Steelers while they were trying to make catches? They or, did that when the Dolphins played them in Buffalo last year. I remember it was a snowy game, and the refs had to like make an announcement, like, oh "Can boy. you stop throwing snowballs, or it's going to be a penalty on Buffalo?" <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of pregaming in Buffalo. Oh yeah, that started Friday for that game. Right, <laughs> right. So I, I'm sure that uh I'm sure a PA announcement's not going to really affect most of those guys. Well, when they were sliding down oh. the chutes, like when they were shoveling the snow out of the stands and they have like a chute that yeah. runs down to the field where they're I guess stacking the the snow, but there was one or two guys that were shirtless yes. sliding that down like a water slide. I think they'd get to the bottom, do a shot of wild turkey and run back to the top. I think that's got to be. And that field was completely clear. It was, yeah. You would think. The if Steelers you just, should be mad in that sense. Right. I, I get it, but their chances would have been so much better if oh. they played just kind of a, Ugly a wild card, <laughs> right. just blizzard. Radar, Radar O'Reilly from MASH was from Ottumwa. Huh. I'm positive that Cal, Rip, or Cal Ripken, <laughs> Cal Eldred was too. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to search that. I'm going to search that as we go. All right. Real quick before we catch the break, if you haven't read the News Gazette today, you probably should because our guy Lante <laughs> is featured in it. That was very nice of Bob Osmussen. Very, he did a great article. I love the way Bob writes. I, I, we, we visited for 40-some minutes. I know that's shocking. Bob likes to talk. I like to talk. I like to talk more. But he, he was very inquisitive about my career. And I, I just really thank the News Gazette and Bob and Jim Rosso and those guys. They do such a wonderful job. And I, I have said that before, before they wrote an article. But uh, it was really cool to, to read that. It's, it's the one-year anniversary of my brother's passing. And I chose this morning to wake up and celebrate his life and not be sad about it. I've had plenty of sad moments in the past year. So I told myself, from now on, whenever January 16 rolls around, I'm going to treat it as a celebration of his life because he had an unbelievable life and was a great, great guy. So um, to be able to kind of uh, start the day with that was really cool, and I appreciate Bob for doing that. So, And they, Robin Schultz was great with the photography because she took a couple pictures of me standing, and I'm like, I think I look less fat sitting. So they, they used sitting pictures, which I totally appreciate on that end as well. So... Goes the pictures by, were good, man. A lot of behind-the-scenes stuff yeah. there, you know, with the pictures and such. So I'm like, it's amazing. She came by the office and took like, I swear to God, she took 80 pictures in three minutes. It was just like, you know, I'm like, are you doing like a, sh a shutter or whatever thing? It was cool, though. I, and, yeah, that, that was very humbling to have that, and it's cool. Very cool. So thank you. Thanks for spotting that. Kyle Tosk was in there. He was. He was mentioned in there. He was mentioned. You and Carp and Jeremy, we got yep. we got the whole crew in there. So, very cool. My mom, uh, I I bought a paper this morning and took it to her, and she was kind of struggling this morning. So I gave her a big hug and gave her the paper. I'm like, well, here's your other son, that <laughs> the one that's never really amounted to anything. <laughs> At least he's in the paper today. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So so that I think that brought a laugh to both of us. So it was good. That's it was good. really good. 
If you want to weigh in, you can. 217-359-2255 on the U of I Atlanta Link text line. Let's talk some more Illinois basketball. I want to get yeah. Kyle's thoughts on the loss to Maryland, but just kind of also big picture life after Terrence Shannon Jr., at least for now. I know mm. that we're all waiting to see what the update is in terms of the temporary restraining order and that judge's ruling, which was pushed forward from Friday. There was no ruling. It was said to be in a expedient. Yeah, I thought for sure by today. Yeah, not knowing that yesterday was Martin. Get her Luther on the King horn. Jr. What are you doing? Yeah, let's go. But um, I'm yeah. glad that it sounds like she's taking her time to, I, I assume, yeah. I mean, you know, to really thumb through this. And sure. that, that's a lot of pressure on a judge. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't care what level you are as a judge. That, that is something I would never do. And they are put sometimes in spots. I mean, this could, this could, and I know it's not all on her, but it could determine Terrence Shannon's career. Imagine that. Imagine me coming to you, Derek, and saying, I want you to review this and make a decision. And if you decide to continue with the suspension, there's a chance that he won't be drafted and make between two and four million. No pressure. Let me know by Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, that, that's just, that, that's a, a huge deal. And woo. it also has extenuating circumstances to anybody else yes. that is caught in this situation. Like, uh, the next athlete that is charged of something, this will kind of set a standard for yep. how that works. And if Illinois has a situation where they're told that your suspension is invalid, then they're not gonna, they're going to have to rework their whole system, which may, people are going to argue out there right now that they should anyway. We could go back and forth on that. Sure, sure. Like how much access are they going to have? to what like the LA, or the LPD has, the DA has. Are they really going to get the, – the DA is not going to say, here's my cards. Here, right. you, know, you look at all these, and this is what I'm going to use in the prosecution. Like, So they're in a tough spot anyway, but uh, I agree. There's a lot of pressure on this judge to, to make a good and sound ruling, and to this point we still haven't seen one. Uh, I personally uh, – I know it doesn't matter because I've I, – have zero experience <laughs> as far as like uh, the law goes and like in terms of knowledge. And then also there's really no precedent for this right. uh, as far as another case to say, Oh, this is how they ruled. So I, I bet, I bet they rule this way. I still am skeptical that Terrence gets this. And my, my guess as of today would be that he doesn't, but you bring I, up a good point I could about, be wrong. about the future because even Terrence's attorneys, when they filed this motion, they were bringing up, cases from the past that I had never yeah, even heard of, right. right? And so I think you're exactly right about when this decision is made, I think whether for Terrence or against, this could be something that in 10 years, another attorney brings this case to the forefront and says, you know, and, and basically says, hey, back in 2023 or 24, this situation occurred, the blah, blah, versus blah, blah. I mean, you know, it's, it's it, there's a lot of impact. With this decision. There's no Good doubt. Call. There's no doubt. And uh, Kyle Tosh should not be surprised that we're in his first day back, almost 40 <laughs> minutes in to our first segment. But on that note, before he gets mad, <laughs> let's catch a break. We'll return. Head us up on the text line, 217-359-2255. This is The Drive. From computer systems to bricks and tires, too, at PDR, fixing cars is what they do. Remember, when you turn the key and the car won't run, call 367-9481 or use their dedicated text-only line at 383-0619. 
Additional information including repair quotes and online scheduling requests available from the website at pdrauto.com. Remember, they are what's best for your truck or car. They are PDR. Have you ever wondered why you pay your bank to have a checking account with them? We do too. At Fisher National Bank, we offer free checking accounts that reward you to bank with us. Our rewards cashback checking offers 2.02% cash back on debit card purchases up to $500 monthly. No service fees or balance requirements needed to earn rewards. For a free checking account that pays you back, simply make 12 debit card purchases, receive electronic statements, and have one direct deposit within a monthly cycle. It's so simple. We bet you're doing most of these things already. With Rewards Cashback Checking, you have access to Reward Saver, which earns 4.07 annual percentage yield on balances up to 20000 Reward yourself with free Rewards Cashback Checking and Reward Saver, a few of the many ways Fisher National Bank invests in our customers. See monthly requirements at any branch or fishernational.com. Fisher National Bank. Exceptional communities. Exceptional people. Member FDIC. Here's the deal. When you combine State Farm Home and Auto Insurance, you save an average of $889. State Farm agent Kurt Lenshaw is ready to help you combine home and auto and save right here in Champaign-Urbana. Call 352-1411 today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Average annual per household savings based on a 2019 national survey by State Farm of new policyholders who reported savings by switching to State Farm. At Pards in Urbana, the boots just keep on coming. They're known for their huge collection of men's cowboy boots, women's cowgirl boots, kids' boots, and even shoes. If you're searching for top footwear brands, look no further than Pards. They carry a wide variety, including Ariat, Dan Post, Smoky Mountain, Roper, Double H, and more. And if socks or accessories are what you need, they've got all your high-quality essentials. Since 1968, Pards has been serving their customers with high-quality merchandise. And if you haven't been to Pards in a while, a lot has changed. Go check them out just off University Avenue in Urbana. As Tapman's Towing celebrates 50 years of serving Central Illinois, we're always seeking good people to serve our great customers. Our team of expert tow professionals would like to interview others with CDLs, previous tow experience, or a strong interest in serving others. If you enjoy serving people, love working in the outdoors, and looking for a career, not just a job, we should talk soon. Do you have a strong desire but lack the experience? We should still talk. Visit our career page at tapmanstilling.com. I'm Dr. Jaya Wadawan, and I'm a pediatrician with OSF Healthcare. RSV is respiratory syncytial virus, and it's very common in um, pediatric patients, especially in the age group of less than two years old. In RSV, some symptoms to watch for is um, fever, cough, wheezing, any difficulty breathing, decrease in appetite. So with COVID and RSV, it's difficult to differentiate the symptoms and the presentation of each. The best thing to do is go to your provider and get a swab for both COVID and RSV. Older people can get it. It presents more of an upper respiratory infection. However, in the pediatric population, it presents more in the lower respiratory tract, which causes more of severe symptoms. Treatment includes supportive care for fever, so that includes Motrin and Tylenol. And if they need further respiratory support, that would include some oxygen support and nebulization. Visit the website osfhealthcare.org. 
First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. 435120. Hi, I'm Tyler Weaver, president of Carpet Weaver's Flooring and Furniture Gallery. It's time to come home to Carpet Weaver's. We don't want you to just like your new floors. We want you to love them. From waterproof floors and carpet to furnitures and design advice, we've got a team of experts on your side. We'll get you the best price and the best quality products. And complete your home with furniture and accessories. Buy it all with free financing too. Come home to Carpet Weaver's, where floors furniture, and family meat. Back on the drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. We're talking during the break. we got Hoosiers and Boilers tonight in Bloomington on the note of Big Ten basketball. I think that the spread's like Purdue by 10 or Purdue Sound by right. 9, something like that in that range. Lot. Sounds familiar with us going there, right? It's true. Illinois was a 10. Although this is on the road for Purdue. Oh, that's true. But Yeah, we were talking about uh, Malik Renew, mm-hmm. who was a – Strong kid, and then uh, Khalil Ware, who is tall. Like, would you, you look seven yep. one, seven foot, seven foot one? Um, those two, that's a pretty good combination to double Edie for sure. But Ware is so slight that Edie would break him. <laughs> and then Renew is not, I mean, he's tall, but he's, you know, I, I, he's not, well, nobody's Zach Edie tall. But I don't know, that, that could be interesting. And, you know, at Indiana, they get going, and that crowd gets rolling. And, of course, we know the the hatred between those two schools. Yeah. So, especially coming off the Indiana football coach, you know, coming out and, like, we hate Indiana. Oh, yeah. Michigan right. and Ohio State. And he didn't say us. Why not? Why don't, don't they – they don't hate Illinois? Yeah. The football coach at Indiana doesn't hate us. Apparently not. <laughs> that could be interesting, though. What do you think, Kyle? You think this will be a game tonight? feel like this Indiana-Purdue rivalry, especially in Bloomington, 10 points. I, I can't see Purdue blowing them out. I can't either. I do, I do wonder, though, with Indiana having swept them last year, yeah. maybe Purdue comes in and is just like, all right, we're not having that. And How do you remember that? Plays great, but That's amazing. I don't know. I, I think it'll be a tight game. Kyle's back for 49 minutes, and he throws out a stat. I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I don't remember them. <laughs> I don't remember them sweeping them. Painter had owned them for a long time. Yeah, I tell you what, Mason Gillis is starting to get it going too. He's shooting fifty percent from three. I saw. Woo! And Lance Jones, we know what he can do. He can get things rolling. So, 
Yeah, this should be interesting. This would be a, a fun matchup tonight. Xavier Johnson, he took like a double technical and got ejected two games ago, and then he barely played this last game. So I don't know if they've got another guard, Indiana does, that was Mr. Ohio, and he played quite a bit. And Gabe I was, Cups, is that yeah, what it is? Yeah, yeah. I was fairly impressed with him, but he was just kind of off on his shot, et cetera. I would rather have Xavier out there against a Purdue team. I know that. No doubt. I mean, Especially got, against uh, Braden Smith. Yeah, exactly. So, this is going to be a – what time does this one start tonight? I'm going to have to break this to you. You want to say it or you want me to, no, Kyle? You go ahead. You, you teed it up. It's, uh, it's on Peacock <sighs> at 6 o'clock. I'll call mom and see if she's got it at her house. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. If Jan's get, it, diving into the streaming services and Peacock, mom is, is still holding out. Mom Not the are, only one out there, Lon. But. No, no. John Daly's got my back. John Daly <laughs> had he? my back. Oh, yeah. He he came out and said, this this is worse than guys transferring to the live <laughs> whatever. He's like, Peacock, you're a piece of whatever. Oh, wow. oh he went off. Okay. I'm like, my hero. All right. My hero. <laughs> right there. there. <laughs> he was really mad that that Kansas City Chiefs game was not. Oh, that was a travesty, honestly. Yeah. I mean, that's what he, he wasn't talking Big Ten basketball. I'll put it that way. Daily wasn't. That makes sense. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Prior to last year, Matt Painter had won 10 of 11 against wow. IU, but they swept him last year. Of course, they don't have Trace Jackson Davis Mm-mm. this time around, but Clearwater's having a heck of a season. So Trace Jackson Davis had a really good year last year. Incredible. He got overshadowed a little bit by Edie, but yeah. there, was a, there was a point in last season, it was in, into February, like, are we sure that Edie's the national and Big Ten player of the year? Like, mm. Trace was making it close. Yeah. That's how good he was. And he's having a pretty nice season for the Warriors so far right now. Yeah. So he plays with the Warriors and so Podjinski. Podjinski. Okay, I didn't yeah. realize that. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So so he's playing a little bit. He is. For them. Okay. That's awesome. I'll have to check out a Warriors game. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, wanted to get Kyle's thoughts. It's been a while since we've been able to talk to you Kyle so I'm sure you watched the game on Sunday and there's been a a handful of results since we last convened as an an entire show for the Illini very impressive win against Northwestern by 30 at home Uh, interesting one to evaluate we were talking about this off the air Kyle the one at Purdue you're down by what felt like a million and then you come back and you make it close Michigan State was a slugfest that you were able to survive and then Maryland was a big disappointment so post Terrence Shannon at least I I keep saying that as if it's I'm not meaning that to make it sound like it's final but yeah but without Terrence Shannon as of now right and this current collection of players on the Illini what what do you what are your early indications and and what did you come away from thinking in terms of after Sunday yeah I mean I I was honestly pretty surprised at how well they came out right after that happened. I thought it was going to be a situation where everyone's got to adjust to a 22-point-a-game scorers out, and now everyone's trying to do too much. And that Northwestern game, I found myself getting to be like, well, are they even going to miss Terrence Shannon? But (laughs) but I, I think that's where I feel like some people got a little bit caught up in those first couple of performances in that, they looked so good that I think people felt like, oh, this is still the same team. This is still a Big Ten title contender. And I just think over the course of time, to lose a player that impactful and and 
that draws that much attention and can do so much for you on both ends of the floor. I think you saw that against Maryland. I think this team's going to be more prone to maybe they just have an off night like that and, and Marcus Damask with all that's on his shoulders now is going to have five turnovers mm-hmm. and just not really be himself. And I think they're going to feel that. And so I do think that it's still a good team. And if you look around this Big Ten, I still am confident this is a top four team in the conference. But I do think that you're going to feel it a little bit here. And I think Sunday kind of showed that. And I also just think, like, all of a sudden, depth was the big word in mm-hmm. the offseason yep, about how yep. deep this team was. And now Sincere Harris, red shirts, Terrence Shannon's out of the picture, other injuries, and you're playing six guys now. And so I think, I don't know, I feel like that could catch up to him a little bit too. But I, I still think it's going to be a fun team to watch here. I just I think they're feeling the effects a little bit now after they – they came out inspired the first couple games. Don't ask Brad about that, though. Yeah, yeah he's really pushing back on that. Yeah, if and I get to, it. Yeah, I get it. I, I'm not. I'm not questioning like their conditioning. I'm just saying, all of a sudden, you're playing six guys, and if two guys are off, you don't have anyone no, else to right. turn to. You're right. Because Harmon was off in that game. Should they be playing Dre Gibbs Lawhorn more? I feel like everybody goes I think and that's says the cry from the. Everybody goes and says Dane needs to play more. Right, and I, I think there are too many people who are holding their breath on Nico being some Mm-mm. although I think the point guard position has maybe I don't know cooled off a little bit in terms of all the speculation although Jameer Young just lit you up and yes you also did see that Purdue effectively just did not guard Ty Rogers although he had a nice response against Michigan State it might be Dre Gibbs Lawhorn I, I think he's got it he's got a potential to do some of what Sincere did last year in terms of like just energy shot out of a cannon, maybe defensive hustle plays. I don't, I'm not saying he's as good of a defender as right, Sincere is, right. but we saw a little bit of that early in the Purdue game. Then he fouled a little bit too much, and he does take some some four shots, but mm-hmm. maybe he should play a little bit more. I know Brad alluded to that with he and Nico. I don't put – I don't know. I, I've got to see it more out of Nico before I'm ready to throw him out oh, there the last in the Big thing, Ten game. The last thing I wanted to do – if I was coaching that team, is off a foot injury, right? But a guy who's already not supposed to be a very good defender on Jameer Young. Oh my goodness, I never thought of that. But that's where Dre Gibbs would 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 be impactful, I would think, or at least a, two minutes of him to see yeah. if he can slow him down. I, yeah, I mean, is that more just reactive from Brad sitting there saying I, I got to use them more? I mean, and what I mean by that is not the post game comment. I mean during a game. It's just. You're so comfortable with what you have out there and who you trust that all of a sudden you're like, man, this is a tight game with Maryland. We're down six. I don't know that I want to experiment. I get it. With yeah. DGL being out there, but yet I'm I'm not saying that that's – I mean, that that's probably why Brad did it, but yeah. I'm with you. I'd like to see him some more. I don't think he's the second coming right now at his age. I don't think he's going to go out there and – you know, explode, and all of a sudden we're going to be like, I can't believe that he never he was never playing. But I just feel like he could give you a little bit of a change. And in a game like Maryland, where it just seemed like a change was needed, then I think that could have been a good spot for him. So we'll see. I, maybe against Michigan. Michigan sometimes can be a little bit uh, – what's the word? I'm, I don't even know the word I'm looking for. I, I, think, I think Gibbs Lawhorn could, could play some meaningful minutes against Michigan and be okay. Yeah, no, I, I could see that as well. Right, and we'll see. I mean, Illinois maybe has a big-time bounce-back performance, and they're in control, and, and that's where it's easier. If you're the team that's up by eight points, yeah, then you're maybe able to to 
roll the dice a little bit with a, a freshman that could go out there and make some mistakes. Although right. Justin Harmon had a tough game in that last one. Uh, we are due for another break. Before we do that, let's get Lon doing some work. Uh, thanks to Diane Ducey for allowing her, me to use her cheaters. Uh, from day-to-day operations to long-term planning, running a family business is hard work. I am one of those that took over in a family business, and I understand what that's like. And what Busey's trying to help you do is figure out how to pass that along. One of the things they tell you to do is plan early. Like, we're talking 5 to 15 years before the transition. That seems incredible that you would think that far ahead, but certainly it would help you out and also communicate that plan with your family so that they see your vision, know your value. Overvaluing can impact st- uh, stability and financial interests and artificially low valuation has negative tax implications. Also, ask for help from experts like Busey. The experts at Busey can help you evaluate succession options related to tax, legal, and estate planning issues. And they can do that by identifying goals and potential resource gaps, facilitating resource planning and acquisition, and finding the right professionals to develop a custom plan unique to you. Whatever your financial needs, business and beyond, Busey promises the resources to help you succeed. Get a hold of them, 1-800-67-BUSEY, or visit Busey.com for all your financial needs. My first read with cheaters on, it worked. Busey, member FDIC. I remember. I remember. When you're buying a battery, it's important to look beyond just the price and make sure you're buying a quality battery. So when you're buying one from the big box store, make sure you ask the question, what's the date on this battery? Is it dependable? Sometimes the big box stores have batteries that have been sitting on the shelf for years. Or you can just come to Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable, and buy your battery from the people who only do batteries. Interstate Batteries at 2504 North Madison Champaign, way out there, but totally worth the drive. How much is dependable worth to you? Interstate Batteries, open six days a week. You're listening to WSJK ESPN 93.5 Tuscola Champaign-Urbana, your home for the St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> 